0: Hey everyone, welcome to the Mass Construction Show. I'm your host, Joe Kelly, and this is a podcast about all things construction in Massachusetts and beyond. Today's episode is going to be a little bit of an update about what has been going on and what might be upcoming in the mass construction world, whether it's content, education, all that kind of stuff. Today's show is brought to you by Central, commercial carpenters, and supporters of our conversation. Enjoy the show. So today, fresh off of, not even off of fresh... Uh, still on vacation. I was up in New Hampshire for a while and I had to run home for a wake and a funeral and this is giving me internet access. So I'm capitalizing on the ability to record via Google Meets to get some easy, quick audio and be able to upload things fast enough to get the podcast up. So the people that were listening and said, you know, why was this, you know, why was there kind of a funky schedule and lousy sound quality? That's a different issue. But I was on vacation. It was kind of a mess. And now I have a quick couple of days to try and get some content out the door. So what are some things I've been wanting to talk about since I've been in summer mode? It has been ratings. We finally put went one past 100 ratings, which I appreciate. I asked uh, folks pretty heavily, I think, during a couple of episodes and people answered. So up to 100 and or whatever now which is great and it's nice if somebody's looking at being a guest for our show and they hop in the thing and say oh look they've got over 100 ratings it must be a fair amount of people that are listening because the percentage of people that listen and rate is you know single digit percentage wise so that leads people to believe that there's a, uh, a good size audience which there is it's not huge but I think it's formidable and it's focused and it's niche. So I appreciate that. Thanks to everybody that rated. Also, there was a handful of new reviews and a lot of them seem to come around um, one particular episode, but let's take a peek. And it is Sterling Construction. So this is the episode with Andy. And they gave five stars, and they said a great listen, especially on a Sunday when free from the day-to-day disruptions, Andy and his team are an amazing success story. And he's great on the hot seat, right? Asked Andy a lot of questions he wasn't expecting. Joe is also an amazing interviewer, really brings out the best in everyone he interviews, and is beyond thoughtful about the questions he asks and the directions he takes the interview in. Loved it, exclamation point. So. Uh, it sounds like my mom wrote that one, but I will take it from the biz side. Love it. Love these episodes when I, where I get to hear what I consider raw, unfiltered Joe. Always enjoyable. So again, this was, uh, well, he's, I believe, is referring to the episode with, you know, carving my own path, like when I talked about how I thought about my decisions when it came to career moves as I moved from college out through my current situation. Next up was career journey, topic best yet. Always enjoy the variety of topics and guests, but the latest quote, every time I was called crazy or stupid, I ended up happier. That was the one that the last one was talking about was the best yet. Your own career journey resonated with many, I'm sure, including me. As I've traveled a similar path in my own profession in HR, covering out what is best for me, great job. So yeah, I heard from a number of people, whether it's emails or DMs, or in this case, a couple of reviews, people enjoyed the, every time I was called crazy or stupid, I ended up happier. You know, and I think at the end of the day, we're all trying to end up happier you know, people will talk about, well, am I fulfilled? Am I, you know, supporting my family or am I making, you know, X amount of dollars or whatever it is that you're going for at the end of the day, that's because you want to be happy because you will be happy if you're providing your family or mentoring people or whatever it is that you want to get out of your career. I don't know if career is the right word or whatever the right word is for that, you know. your profession, your career, your calling, whatever you want to call it. I think if you are doing what you're striving to do, that's because you want to be happy. You want to be happy with those things. So at the end of the day, that's what it's really about. So don't get too hung up on the other things. Just it's very cliche, but do what makes you happy. But in reality, that conversation that I had was talking about how being calculated about the opportunities is a way to be happy and not just be focused on hey i want to make more money or i want to have this title because that money or that title isn't what's going to make you happy but we're not going to rehash all that please go ahead and listen to it uh, how i ended up what did i say how how every time i was called crazy or stupid i ended up happy go ahead and listen to that one if you haven't heard it yet and that sounds like something that might be interesting to you Go ahead and check it out staying with the carving your own path because that's what i was leading into you know and we've had emily and a couple others already talking about how they carved their own path within construction companies coming up next will be another episode it'll be with ryan walsh from jma very unique guy um of the show for a long time and i love chatting with ryan uh he works for an interesting company he has an interesting role and he also kind of digs code so that makes it a fun conversation to have always so stay tuned for ryan picked up a new donor as well that's always exciting Uh, in the show notes there's a link to support the show and it's kind of like a patreon model but it's through anchor which is the platform i use to host this show let me just double check, make sure I am recording. Okay, great. I'm recording <clears throat> something. I want to ask <clears throat> something. I want to ask, I would need feedback on this building, um, excuse me, build health international, Jim and Sarah. the episode, uh, if you listen to it, Jim is building hospitals across the world In. um, Developing nations that, yes, I'm still there. Stop asking me that. Jim is building hospitals in developing nations that, you know, that don't have the healthcare that they need or that we have here in the U.S. And one of the things that they have is that um, use building products warehouse here in Massachusetts, and they accept donations from not only in Massachusetts, but other places too, depending on what they are and they put out a list of kind of their needs you know what are the needs at the moment they could be uh could be something as simple as door hardware or doors or anchors or scaffolding and you know and they say like listen if you have some banged up scaffolding that doesn't meet your standards please let us know you know that might be something that would be valuable if they're if we're in a country that doesn't have scaffolding at all your dinged up scaffolding is better than no scaffolding at all. So uh, there's a lot of stuff that either you have products that were going to go in the dumpster because they were ordered incorrectly or they're used. There's people that have donated switchgear. I believe Shamit donated switchgear to them. So there's lots of opportunities there. Of course, a leaf blower is starting right now, which is great. But the question is, would you like... A monthly update of the products that they are looking for, and what would be the best way for me to share that? Because I know a lot of people consume mass construction content in a lot of different ways. So, you know, I don't know, do I blast it on every platform? Would people rather sign up for an email list and we could send out a little monthly n- newsletter of, hey, here's build health internationals needs this month and if your company has the materials that can help out here's the person you can get in contact with and they will actually they have a box truck and they'll come pick it up from you so um, it's a pretty light lift on your end and it's a great way to help with sustainability keeping products out of a landfill helping uh, others it needs like it's a win-win-win-win-win-win-win-win so um i would love to help them with that i just need to know what's the best way to do it because i'm not sure how to tackle that right now on the education front we've been getting a lot more interest in the safety topics um electrical safety i can't say it enough it is a three-hour class when Eric Richmond, the instructor, when him and I were first talking about this, I said three hours on electrical safety, that's no one wants to sit through that, you know, we're checking, get the cords off the ground, make sure none of them are nicked, it's none of that. That's not the electrical safety we're talking about. they talk talking about NFPA 70E, everybody that sits through that class, except some exceptions, of people that are very well versed in this, like Jim Henley of Commodore, he had worked for a power company. So he really knew his stuff around electrical safety, but it is few and far between are people that sit through this class and say, oh yeah, I knew all this already. And Eric does a great job. He brings out a, um, an electrical panel, you know, and you put on the space suit and open up the panel. The panel is, energized to a very low voltage. So it's safe to work with, but you're also wearing your PPE and you're gonna test the panel, learn how to take the cover off and uh, learn how to do things safely. So that one is a huge one. It is something that everybody is doing wrong. So we need to adjust. I say the same thing about fire stopping. You know, everybody was doing it wrong, myself included. Once you learn, then you know better and you can do better electrical safety, unlike something like fall protection that everybody knows basically how to do it. Not saying they're doing it right, but they, they know what to do or where we need toe boards and handrails and safety glasses and hard hats. And you know, there's lots of, um, or swing radiuses on cranes. There's a lot of things that we know about already. In my opinion, very few people understand and do electrical safety right and it's always one of the focus for fatal for whatever you want to call it um every year so why wouldn't we do some education on electrical safety also there's a lot of other topics out there common person rigging uh crane signaling etc stuff like that so we have other topics that are out there if you'd like some of those let us know mike is putting together a 10th edition updates. So what are the changes? That's, there we go, Joe. What are the changes to the 10th edition? He's got that glass and then he has also four common issues with building code reviews. So, you know, we're talking fire alarm, sprinkler, egress, accessibility. What are the common items that get picked up when a building inspector does a plan review? And that way it's good for you to learn those things, learn how to figure out how they should be done or how they how to become code compliant with those issues and what are the areas where people commonly mess up and that will minimize your applications when they go in and getting kicked back so those are a couple interesting classes that mike has coming up if you're interested on that let me know what else is happening out there oh the john ellick episode i found that one interesting I was just on vacation up in New Hampshire. I think that's a little tie there, so I've been kind of noticing it myself. But it's a Vermont company, a formidable company that really is seeing more opportunity in New Hampshire. I've spoken to other developers and contractors that are seeing opportunity in New Hampshire. I saw that Turner recently joined the ABC New Hampshire Vermont chapter. I've been watching them, too. So you've seen a lot of developments happening there. And I think that is of note, not just because, hey, is there opportunity up there that us as construction companies should be looking at just like those Rhode Island companies that are working in Massachusetts and New Hampshire, they're coming to Massachusetts because that's where the work is. So should Massachusetts be going to New Hampshire because where the work is, that's the kind of basic way or one way to look at it. But the other thing that, I think everybody that's listening should be paying attention to is the fact that we get a, I mean, just think anecdotally, how many people from New Hampshire you work with people that are commuting from New Hampshire to Boston or the greater Boston area to work, whether it's in the trades or as project managers or PXs, I've worked with many over the years. If that, market picks up. We already have a tight workforce here in Massachusetts. Let's for argument's sake, 10% of the people working here in Massachusetts are coming from New Hampshire. If that 10% shrinks to even, you know, 9.5%, you lose a, a half percent of the workforce, we're already dying for people if those people that are living in New Hampshire start to see opportunity and say, okay, Hey, I can live in New Hampshire for because I either love the outdoors, um, like hiking, like the low tax rate, like um, the cheaper homes, whatever the reason is that they're there. And they're like, and I'll deal with the hour and a half or two hour commute to Boston because I want to live up here. If you could now live up here and have, you know, a 15, 20 minute commute, All those people that are driving to Boston are now going to stay in New Hampshire, and we are already under such a tight workforce constraint, okay, the lack of employees. We all need more people, and they're not there. If we start losing people to New Hampshire, that's even more frightening than than the upside of the positive of new work coming in New Hampshire. So I didn't say that great, but I think you get what I'm saying, which is... We already have a really tight workforce here in Massachusetts. And I don't think we can afford to lose any more people to the folks that live in New Hampshire and want to stay in New Hampshire. So keep a close eye on that. Like I said in the podcast, I know Chapman Construction opened an office up there. Um, I think Kilbane might have an office up there. Not that that's a recent move or anything. And then Turner joining the ABC in New Hampshire, that's an interesting sign, and REARC looking to open an office there as well. I think that's all something to consider. Hopefully you found this all interesting. Please let me know what you would like, if you would like to hear more about what Build Health International needs, um, if there's classes you wanna know more about, if there's people you think I should add to Carving Your Own Path, any of that stuff, let me know. And also, hey, let's keep getting that number up. Let's go for 200. If you can help by writing a review, giving me some stars on Spotify or Apple, wherever it is you listen, that would be greatly appreciated. And hopefully you enjoyed this little show. Take care.